Now streaming, the Netflix and Swill podcast. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another exciting edition of the Netflix and Swill podcast, your source for Netflix news, reviews, and booze. I'm half in the bag, Caleb, and uh, here's a Dan person uh, who's not as drunk as me. Nope, not even remotely. I'm really excited about this show. I'm so excited. I just can't hide it. What's going on? Dan, I, I love I love you. I love doing this show. How drunk did you get? This, this is the best day of my life. Why is this the best day of your Explain. Cause you're I just you're my best friend. I just love you so much. My sister came to visit me. We played board games. I made fried lasagna, which is really good. It's really bad for you, but it's just basically lasagna that's deep fried. I love it. I'm loving life. I started a new job. It's I like it. I don't I don't want to kill myself every day that I go to work now. Hooray. My life is so good. Dan, my life is so good. Okay. You're not used to having to deal with me when I'm not depressed. No. I need you to bring down this energy. It's uh, a little too much. <laughs> Everything is fucking wonderful. How much cocaine have you had? I love to eat cocaine. I'll get it anywhere I can find it. Out of the trash can or the pencil sharpener, or even right out of the dog's mouth. Dog don't mind. Cocaine is vitamins for Hotel Caleb. <laughs> How have you been since I'm bouncing off the fucking walls? Tremendous question. I had a job interview. It was exactly a half an hour, and uh, I think I priced myself out of the job, but whatever. Like It was one of those things where it's like, the, the guy goes, I have no idea what price we're looking like, what what wage value we're looking at and i'm just like yeah i want like close to fifty thousand a year so yeah we'll see if i get that Hmm. i mean you just gotta take a page from the l'oreal kids commercial you're worth it too i mean yes but i'm sure some jackass would be like i'll work for 14 dollars an hour i'm just like well you're an idiot i hate you (laughs) Yeah, I don't know. Fuck, I hope you can make that much. I know I'm not making 50000 a year. I also don't really work in an area where I think anybody is making 50000 a year, but that's beside the point. I feel like I'm worth a million dollars a year, at least. All I've ever really wanted out of life, Dan, is an honest week's pay for an honest day's work. I have no idea what to even do. Like, this is... 
You're shooting. I'm off, doing finger you're guns. You're shooting off finger guns. I, <laughs> I legitimately just have no idea how to even handle this. I, I know how to handle it. Let's do what's your swill. Can we please get some alcohol into my mouth? He hates these cans. Stay away from the cans. Let's start with Mr. Tuned In. What do you got? All right. I'm having a nightcap. I'm hoping that's the alcohol you have. Yeah. No, it's it's not called a nightcap. It's it's a nightcap because it's my my end of the day drink. Um I'm having a Labatt ice. Mm-hmm. It's uh it's very bad. It was five dollars for a twelve pack, and it's very bad. You can't argue it with tastes those like um it tastes like very bad beer. Yeah, uh, you, you can't argue with those prices. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna chastise you. Yeah. I was drinking uh I had some Magic Hat earlier. Um I had some wine. I had a lot of wine. My sister brought two bottles of wine. I think I had a whole one to myself. Mm-hmm. 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 Would you like uh, alcohol? That reminds me of the guy the, the the two kids in the trench coat that attempted to go see Black Panther. <laughs> Vincent Adultman. Yeah, he's like, oh my god, he's real. I mean, he got he got off a hard day at the business factory and just wanted to see a movie. What do you got drinking in your 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 throat? Okay, well, I have the same thing I had last week and the week before. I'm still going through the ten cup whiskey. Ten cup whiskey. S- some slogan said by Sam Elliott. My safe word is whiskey. Thanks, Caleb. Do you have the whip? Why are you saying that weird? Saying what weird? Just forget it. Where do you get off? Oh, now you're just making shit up. <laughs> Where do you get off, Dan? Uh, just forget it. I will. I will forget it. At, at my computer? <laughs> wow. Uh... This is certainly a uh, a thing that's happening right now. So this is the best. This is the best episode ever. I love this. Why don't we? Why don't we talk about some news? Oh shit! It's mail time. All right. So let's just wrap these two news stories in together. Old man yells at cloud. Yeah, that's pretty. Uh, JPEG. That's pretty much this entire news segment story. <laughs> uh, Steven Spielberg says Netflix films shouldn't be eligible for, eligible for Oscars and. Netflix originals are now barred from competition at Cannes. Steven Spielberg can fucking fuck himself. He hasn't made a good movie in 20 years. Fuck you, Steven Spielberg. Do anything that's not a goddamn Indiana Jones fucking sequel. Fuck you. He's doing Ready Player One, which I'm sure is going to be terrible. It's, it's, I'm sure it's going to be so bad. I don't know. Like, Even when he was on, he was kind of hit and miss. You know what I mean? Like... He did a lot of things that are really, like, really, really good that people always remember, but, like, people always forget the shitty movies that he made, too, so. Fuck fuck you, Sir Steven. You're... Boy, fuck you, you fucking dumb, stupid idiot. These are my opinions. I'm entitled to them. All right, so first of all, I want to say Spielberg doesn't have to be the gatekeeper of Netflix movies because Netflix is its own fucking worst enemy when it comes to their movies. That that you know that that's true. R- member annihilation. 
I mean, that's <laughs> your opinion. I I just saw Annihilation for the third time this week. Go fuck yeah. yourself. Yeah, yeah, I know. I will go fuck myself. Oh my god. <laughs> no, I'm talking more more shit like mute and the fuck else came out this this year that people were like all up up in arms about something else. I can't remember what else. I don't know. I mean, they've they've yet to make something really that that kind of blows me away this year. I don't know if it's just like kind of like how movie theaters have nothing in the the front half of the year. Like it's very like back heavy. You get like your summer blockbuster season mm-hmm. and then like the the really like quote unquote good movies that will win Oscars and stuff come out towards the end of the year. Whee. And like they they kind of front load in the shit that they don't know how it'll perform. I don't know if Netflix is doing the same thing. Let me see. All right, so we had we had iBoy. We had <laughs> the kid got shot in the head. We had iBoy. We had uh yeah, iBoy. Uh what else did Corey and I I didn't realize we had iBoy that many times. We, we did a uh, series of unfortunate events, Santa Clarita Diet, Racist Vampires. What was this? Oh, Michael Bolton's Big Sexy Valentine's Day special. I think uh, Racist Vampires was the episode where I talked about Hotel Transylvania 2. 100% was. Because the vampires were racist against humans. Yes. Then we did uh, I Don't Feel at Home in This World Anymore. That, that was a movie. That, then we had the Buddy Thunderstruck episode. Then we had Iron Fist. And then, uh, what, what was this? How are, you, how are you guys liking this recap of old shows that we did? Yeah, basically, uh, Steven Spielberg can go fuck himself. Uh, I mean, he made The Post, which, you know, got nominated for Best Picture. Who who, who cares? I, I never saw that movie. I really kind of don't care to. I don't know. I mean, I like Jaws. I like Jurassic Park. But, like, Steven Spielberg, it's it's one of those names, like, Christopher Nolan that like you know everybody gets hyped up about movies that those people make but like whenever I see that Steven Spielberg made a movie I'm just indifferent to it you know what I mean like it's just not it's just not my thing I just don't care fuck fuck you Steven Spielbergo yeah so uh, I'm going to move on to the can thing. And uh, I did some research about can. So can does this thing that I think it's called the Palm d'Or or something like that. It's their film of the festival. And I did a slight amount of research to find out like what the last movie was that was not that won that award that then went on to even get a best picture nomination. And the last time that happened was in 2012. Yeah. So I don't think can is all that important. I think it's actually one of the least important things they have. Really not. It's probably the most prestigious film festival, but Mm -hmm. that's like saying that you're the best fast food restaurant. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, it's like Taco Bell winning an award for their outstanding cuisine. I'm like Tom Cruise from Cuisine, that movie where he made all the drinks. Yes. I mean, to me, both both of these things that happened literally mean nothing. Like, honestly, I I, I can't decide which one is more irrelevant at this point, Cannes or Steven Spielberg. 
And I know pe- people are going to come down and be like, oh, Steven Spielberg made Ready Player One. Look at all the good movies. I don't care. The last notable movie that I wanted to see out of Spielberg was, I think, fucking Super 8 or whatever that was. And even yeah. then, that was like, maybe. Which I don't think he even directed that. I think he produced it. Now I'm interested in seeing what. Yeah, I think the last, legitimately the last movie that he directed that I gave a shit about was Saving Private Ryan, which is which was in 1998. Because that's, that's kind of what I thought was the thing about Ready Player One, because it's being lauded as, like, his return to directing or whatever. But it's... it's but, it, but it's at the point that I don't give a shit. It's the worst it's the worst source material I've ever it's, experienced. I it's fucking so bad. hate that book. And people are like, why do you hate it? It's so good. I'm like, it, okay, there's a difference between celebratory and masturbatory. And there, there's like yeah. a pretty wide margin. And everyone's like, oh, th- no, this is a very celebratory book. And like, it hit that margin of masturbatory after maybe 25 pages. Yeah. It's like, member Dungeons and Dragons, member the Tomb of Horrors, member Iron Giant. Here's what Spielberg's done since Saving Private Ryan. Ready Player One, The Post, BFG, Bridge of Spies, Lincoln, War Horse, Adventures of Tintin, Indiana Jones, Killing Another Crystal Skull, Munich, World of the Worlds, The Terminal, Catch Me If You Can. Mm, okay. So we're actually starting to get into things. Minority Report and AI. Yeah, which AI sucked. War Horse was okay. M- fucking Minority Report. I like that movie. It's fine. I like that movie. Don't 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 hate. You hater. Haterade. H two O. Yeah, I I, <laughs> I don't I don't care. I, I just you know if the world was up to Steven Spielberg, uh I wouldn't want to live in it anyway. And uh if Can was really that important, it would be in America. Fuck you. Yes. <laughs> Fuck you, France. You fucking idiots. Uh <laughs> Freedom. Oh man. Do you think God. people do you think people will get that sarcasm? No. I think we're gonna get angry letters. That, okay, well, that would be a first, considering that we don't get, we rarely get feedback as it is. Yeah, pretty much we could say anything that we want with no consequences. Pretty much, that's what that's what I've determined. Like no one. T- I like the smell of my own farts. No one's gonna care that I said that. Pe- people should be. <laughs> so why don't we get into to, to downstream before we get any more off the fucking rails? Jesus Christ, baby, I can't control the internet. All right, so first trailer we got is for the Netflix original movie Amateur, starring people I don't think I've ever seen anything before. So basically, it's a kid who is like the like being touted as like the next basketball prodigy uh, in eighth grade. He's like thirteen at the time, and he gets recruited by this uh, this prep school for college, and. Uh, it looks like the movie is about exposing recruiting habits and kid. Like I, I don't know. Like I, I have no idea what this movie is about. I can't tell if it's about the kid or if it's about the the system as a whole of like 
going from high school to professional basketball. Like it just, if it's the latter, it was a far more interesting movie. If it's the former, where it's just about the kid, that's probably gonna really be a really boring movie. I don't know if I want to watch it if it's just that. But it has enough of the whole, hey, our fucking whole basketball system is totally fucked right now. Uh, let's fix it. Like, if there's enough of that in there, this should be way better than uh, I expect. I feel like the kid's dad is uh, Zeke's uncle from the get-down. Maybe? He looks like him, kind of. No, maybe not. It kind of showed him from the side, and it, it kind of looked like him. The only person I really know is th- that Josh Charles guy. And that's only because yeah. he's been in things I've seen before, like Kimmy Schmidt, Wet Hot American Summer, other things. Yeah, I don't really know many of the characters. I, I don't know. This, this has potential. I just I don't really dig sports or movies about sports. Mm-hmm. It's fine. It looks fine. Yeah, that's what that's pretty much how I feel. So, moving on to the next trailer, we have Fastest Car. Yes, that is really what it's called. Inspired. Basically, it's Fast and the Furious meets real life, where people want to go fast, and they they go fast in cars that look nice and cars that look like shit. And then they turn left. Uh, no, this is like a quarter mile drag race. <laughs> So, like I said, very much like Fast and Furious, where it's like hey, you need a ten. Oh, they just car. do like a drag race thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So it it looks like it's going to cover real people who who do this as like a hobby or whatever. And sh- sure, maybe I don't know. I I doubt I'll watch this, but eh. it just looks like a macho adrenaline trip. That reminds me, though, I need to. Uh... Need to put a nitrous oxide system in my truck. Yeah, pretty much. All right, so here's the most interesting thing I got this week, and it is for the Netflix movie The Titan. It stars Sam Worthington, who you will all remember from Avatar. Oh, wait, you don't remember him because he wasn't even remotely important to the movie he starred in? Well, you'd be right. He, he isn't. Yeah, he was... uh not even really in the the movie that he was the main character in. That's, uh... Hmm. So this looks like one of those movies where someone wants to get, you know, imp- like, improve themselves. Like, the, the, whole pro- the whole point of this is we keep digging back into that well of, hey, we fucked up the Earth, now we need to go to a different place. So they're like, all right, let's go to the moon of uh, Saturn. I think Saturn is the one that has Titan. Yeah. So they're like, uh, Titan is probably the closest to Earth, so we're going to train up people to be able to survive Titan in order to, you know, build cities and shit there and all that yeah. stuff. So Sam Worthington goes through an experimental program that apparently turns him into a monster, I think? Yeah, it's supposed to be like they genetically modify them to to be like superhuman. And, uh... Turns out that's not so good. Who would have thought? Anybody who's seen a movie. Yeah. This has this has potential. As all, I will say this has potential to be very good depending on how quickly they get into the fact that he becomes a monster. If it's like two-thirds of the way through the yeah. movie and he finally turns into a monster, this movie will be ass. If it's like 
almost halfway through and he turns into a monster, we're bordering on territory that like, eh, this is this is sketchtacular. If it's relatively early. Yeah, it could be very good or it could be very generic. So, well, let's let's find out. All right. The the next movie we have is called Come Sunday. It's uh a movie. So basically it's like about a, a relatively popular bishop who says starts saying some things that people don't necessarily agree with in church and then he gets labeled a heretic and starts alienating people. I have no like it's based on a true story. I have no idea how it actually turns out, so the based on a true story thing has me interested. However, I don't think I care. I mean it looks pretty good. Um I don't know necessarily that I'm the the target audience for this, mm-hmm. but I'm interested in it. You know what I mean? Hmm. Yeah. I had the same problem with uh, Etta last week, where it was like, this looks interesting, but I don't want to watch it. Yeah, I don't know. There's some star power in it. Jason Siegel, Martin Sheen, Danny Glover. Yeah, Lakia Stanfield, who's literally in everything recently. Hell yeah. No, it does look good. That's. I think this is the one with the most amount of upside. Coming out of this week, with the exception yeah. of the next thing we have, and that is uh, a date announcement for the sci-fi series The Rain. Uh, I don't know anything about this series other than like the the whole tagline is "Don't get wet," and apparently there's like some hmm. virus that's in the rain that has started killing people, and I'm just very excited about that. I bet it's I bet it's because we polluted Caleb. Caleb. Yes. If it's anything about normal things that wind up starting to be able to kill us, the answer is yes, we polluted it. <laughs> so it's like the happening or 2012 or Geostorm. <laughs> I don't know. Looks interesting. I'm I'm all about it. I'm I'm just Really into super weird sci-fi right now. Uh, our next trailer is for Troy, Fall of a City. All right, so for those of you who may not know, this is a BBC Netflix co-production. And that means that the BBC has started airing it. It started airing in late February. It's going until, uh, I think, the 6th of April. And then that's when it's going to come on to Netflix. Like It's going to be like a simul launch for... Uh, like, once that ends, all the episodes are going on to Netflix everywhere else. And currently on IMDb, the series currently stands at a 2.9 out of 10. This is a stinker. Nice. It looks uh, like a show that they made. Do you remember Spartacus? I do. On Stars? It looks like they were going for that, but they missed. Yeah. I, uh, I've heard... But just early reactions have been just watch the movie, just watch the movie, just watch the movie. Like, because it seems like it covers everything that the movie does. It's just dragged out over fucking however many episodes. I th- think it's going to be eight. And they they announced this as season one. And I'm just like, there is no fucking way this gets a season two. <laughs> Not with a 2.9. I hate when they have shows like this that they're supposed to be in the old world. Mm-hmm. but everybody's super clean. You know what I mean? Yeah. I was excited for this, and then I did some research. Like, I, 
I don't know why I... Oh, no, I do know why. It, like, the... There were a few people in the trailer that, that, like, looked familiar. So I went, oh, I wonder if I've seen any of these people. And then I went to IMDb, and it was, like, 2.9 out of 10. I'm like, holy fucking shit. That's terrible. <laughs> Perfect. And that's it. That's all the trailers we have. Hooray, we did it. Um, Let's take a break. I'm going to go throw up. All right. I love you. I love you. Uh, I love you, listeners. We'll talk to you soon. I'm Nick. And I'm Justin. We are the Epic Film Guys, and we'd like just a moment of your time to talk about an extremely important event coming up this May. Last year, we hosted the live stream for The Cure, a 12-hour live stream fundraiser where we raised $2,500 for the Cancer Research Institute. 86 cents out of every dollar raised goes to research toward finding a cure. And this year, we're aiming to smash that goal, and we need your help to do it. Join us from May 18th through the 20th for 30 hours of amazing live stream content from us and a whole host of amazing podcasters who will be joining us to try to reach $5,000. For more information, please visit www.livestreamforthecure.com. Together, we can make a difference. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. Dan, let's talk about what we watched this week. In everybody's favorite segment, what did you watch this week, Dan? What did you watch this week? Fuck you. The more you watch. Tremendous question, Caleb. What did I watch this week? Well, I watched the Netflix original movie, The Outsider. Oh my god. How did he get there? How did he get there? Uh, The Outsider starring Jared Leto. Not The Outsiders. No. Starring... Emilio Estevez and others. No, 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 no. This is Jared Leto in it in a a role where he he is a person. Uh, this is your standard. Netflix got somebody of some repute to act in a in an action movie specifically for their platform, and the person kind of phones it in the whole time, while everyone else is trying to do their best. Basically, The Outsider is a look at the Yakuza at a certain point in time. This is 1954 Japan, and a white guy played by Jared Leto is trapped in prison with a a Yakuza member. Fuck if I remember his name. Uh, He saves the Yakuza member from being killed by rival Yakuza members, and for that, the, the guy allows... Jared Leto into his Yakuza family. There's no historical basis of a white guy ever being allowed in a Yakuza family before. Uh, ever. Yeah, that seems strange. I mean, I I guess it kind of makes sense. Like, he's indebted to him, but, like, he's, like, a mid-level boss for the Yakuza family, so why... Okay, yeah, so... <sighs> it's in... From what I know... It's, I'm not saying this is, like, hard fact or whatever, but and it might be different now, but from what I've always, like, heard or, like, seen in movies and stuff, Japanese people hate people who aren't Japanese. Uh-huh. Like, why would this ever happen? Because, like, Yakuza is... Like, that's, like, the KKK letting a Jewish guy become, like, a grand wizard. You know what I mean? Well, don't forget Clayton Bigsby. But that's a joke from a comedy show. 
<laughs> you, sh- you shut the fuck up. That was real life, damn it. <laughs> but yeah, that was I can I can see it for the one character what like owing a life debt to Jared Leto. Like Jared Leto's character uh getting released from prison and kind of being given work by the Yakuza makes sense, but like him not being a full-blown Yakuza member makes more sense than him becoming a Yakuza member. I don't understand like why everyone else was just like, "Oh, he saved our bro. Let's welcome him into the family." Like that just didn't this didn't make sense to me. And uh yeah. So I think this is like I need to I need to word this carefully cuz I don't think this movie is very good, but I think it offers you like a Godfather kind of level access into like earlier yakuza like transpirings and goings on like i i believe it's entirely fictional Mm, okay well it has to be entirely fictional but like it gives you like uh yakuza traditions shit like that like you, you like you see the inner workings of yakuza and from that perspective it's very interesting but it's still a white guy who is your main character in a primarily japanese movie in fact he is one of two white characters in the movie the other one is one of his old army buddies. The movie is brutal. There's some pretty sweet kills. But the ending should piss anybody off. And I'm going to spoil it for you now. So if you don't want to hear the ending, just hit the skip forward button. Uh, it turns out Jared Leto becomes the head of his Yakuza family. This is a movie that was written in 2017. Yeah, okay. Um... I yeah, I can't I can't see that. No, I can't either. That's the point. <laughs> I don't I don't see it. I don't get it. I don't understand that. For it being brutal as fuck and being like this kind of lens into the Yakuza, I gave it a two. But it literally fails on everything else. Jared Leto could not be any less interesting. And he is your main character. So Fuck off, Jared Leto. Maybe don't take acting roles ever again. Because you fucked up this movie and you fucked up fucking Suicide Squad. Actually, you you weren't even the worst part about Suicide Squad, but the fact that you were even in it hurt the movie. Go fuck yourself. You had a good thing going with 30 Seconds to Mars. Just sing. Just make songs for people to listen to. That band was fine. I think he still does that. Also, weren't there rumors of him, like... Getting with young groupies, like really young groupies. Gross. I, I believe I heard that. But yeah, uh, f- fuck you, Jared Leto, and fuck most of this movie. What'd you watch this week? Oh shit, that was that was a short blurb from you, dude. That was like five minutes. That's like my standard review length. Yeah, but it's it's like one thing. Oh, we'll die of alcohol poisoning. Please. I love you. I love you too. I just... You have to understand that, like, what you say affects me. What's... What do you mean? When you tell me to die, it makes me wish that I would die. Oh, well... Don't be stupid. (laughs) I thought you were gonna say... when, When you say... When you say, like, white people shouldn't be... 
doing things like this, it affects me. And I'm like, well, yeah, it should, because you shouldn't be doing shit like this. What, like leading a Yakuza family? Yes. Oh. Or, you know, writing a movie about a white guy leading a Yakuza family. Also, nobody should be leading a Yakuza family, because, like, crimes are bad. But if anybody who's in the Yakuza listens to this episode and hears me say that, they'll probably kill oh, me. Oh, shit. The worst part... The worst part about this movie... So, there's a very important character... Sorry, I, we'll get to your thing in a minute. There's a very important character moment between uh, Jared Leto and the guy he saved in prison, where he knocked up the guy he saved in prison's uh, sister. So... He so that guy gives him his father's traditional samurai sword, like like the katana, and I can't remember what the other thing is for, but that's for like the disembowelment, like that's for your, your honor killing. Oh, the tonto. So he gives him both of those, and like you protect them now, and I'm just like, what the fuck is happening? Why? I got so uh, mad. Weird. Um, yeah. So I watched. Uh, Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood. Mm-hmm. I watched like one and a half seasons of it. Mm-hmm. I've never watched this before. I, like I watched the original adaptation of it. I don't really know which one I like better. Like I always, I know that a lot of people say that Brotherhood is better. Right. My experience with both so far is that they're pretty good. Brotherhood seems to have a few things that weren't in the original. Mm-hmm. I haven't noticed anything really that's missing from Brotherhood. So maybe Brotherhood's a bit more fleshed out. Fuck this show for making me feel things. Because anybody who knows, like, who's seen this show or the original Full Metal Alchemist uh-huh. adaptation or read the manga knows about the one thing that's really sad. And uh, it was still really sad. Big brother Caleb. Big brother Edward. Fuck. I I came here to to watch violence, not to feel. I came here to watch a magic boy, not feel. Yeah. He's a a cool magic boy. Um, I feel like I wanted to watch this show, like, strictly because... The f- the fucking Netflix movie of it was so bad. <laughs> Fair. Um, so I, I I'm kind of I guess cleansing my palate of that. Um, the show's very good. It's uh it's an anime, obviously. It's I guess I can talk about the plot a bit. Um, it's about kind of an alternate world, I guess, where like the the ultimate power in in the world is is alchemy like the uh, uh basically like what what the greeks were trying to do like turning lead into gold and all that stuff so everything's governed by the principle of equivalent exchange in order to get something you have to give something of equal value so um these two brothers they're they're it's just called two brothers um they're edward and alphonse and their dad left when they were real young and their mom died and they they didn't like that so they tried to use alchemy to bring their mother back to life which is the the biggest taboo and uh they they done fucked up they done goofed 
So, and I think they were like 11 and 12 when this happened. Yep. So it's like fucking like extra traumatic. So the, uh, the younger brother, Alphonse, was basically pulled through this fucking like demon gate into hell or something. And uh, like his entire body's just gone. And uh, Edward had like his his leg like torn off, and that was uh, like the part of the exchange for like trying to bring their mother back, even though it it didn't work, and they totally didn't get their mom back. So in order to save his brother, he binds his brother's soul to this uh, suit of armor and sacrifices his own arm as, like, the exchange for being able to bind his brother's soul to this armor. So the the one brother is just, like, this hollow suit of armor that has a soul bound to it, and then the other brother is missing an arm and a leg, which are replaced with a mechanical arm and leg, which, why is that not just better? Because, like, the whole point of the show is that they're trying to restore their bodies back to the way they were before. But, like, if I had a goddamn robot arm and leg, I would be over the moon about it. I think it's just because they want to feel normal again instead of having people be like, oh, man, you're yeah. these people. Yeah, like, I would help my brother, but I feel like having an arm that you can just, like, turn into a sword and just, like, kill somebody with it would be pretty neat. Eh. The show's really good. It's, uh, it's good. It's a good show. Um, if you like animation and action um this is one of the better ones it's uh it's no death note but it's uh probably my like i said it's it's pretty much a toss-up like i haven't noticed a like a stark contrast between brotherhood and the original adaptation but Mm -hmm. this is probably like my number three anime is like both full metal alchemist shows i guess Uh uh-huh and I think they had all the original voice actors from the other show, right? I believe so. There might have been some differences, like some people might have died or no. just not been able to come back for some reason. But for the most part, yes. They put like a weird effect on the the younger brother's voice since he's like a suit of armor that walks and talks. Like there's like a metallic kind of resonance to his voice mm. that can get grating at times. And also, for some reason, when he runs, he, like, will breathe heavy. And it's just like, well, this person doesn't have lungs. Why is he, like, getting tired? Stop bringing logic into this. But I mean, I mean, it's fine. It's it's a really good show. It's anime. I mean, anime doesn't make sense most of the time. Which is arguably why it works. And why live-action adaptations of it don't. Yes. Yes. I like this show. Seal of approval. Alright, um, next up I watched the Netflix original horror film Ravenous. And No, just Ravenous. And <laughs> And then Um so it's also known as Le Afame? I don't know. I don't speak French. Hold on. It's a uh, Le Afame? I don't know. 
It's a French Canadian movie. It it takes place in Quebec. Ah, uh, fuck! How do I pronounce the accent? I goo. God damn it! French, come back to me. Ho ho ho, Monsieur Baguette. Oh ho ho ho! All right, very much so. Now I have accent. Oui oui. No, I, I I'm not even gonna attempt it. But uh, yeah, it's just called Ravenous. But um, this the entire film is in French. It is uh, subtitled. So if if you if you don't like that, you probably won't get down on this. Mm-hmm. This movie's so much better than I was expecting. Like I was expecting something super generic, right? And like really explainy, because it's like every every zombie movie that comes out it's like oh i have to explain why people are zombies now and uh no the this movie does what it should it just kind of drops you into the situation and uh starts following these different characters some of them die some of them survive for a while and uh you you kind of just figure out the roles as you go i guess which is refreshing this is uh Along with stuff like Train to Busan, I think, are um, kind of not necessarily reviving the zombie genre, but, uh-huh. like, keeping it from being total shit. Because, like, most American zombie films really suck because they're all the same shit. And The Walking Dead is terrible. I mean, yes. So, these are fast zombies. They, uh will sprint at you. Um, they also sometimes just kind of stand around and act weird. Um, there's a lot of mysterious things going on. Like, uh, they, like the one character kind of happens upon this where um, there's a certain location where the zombies gather and they, like, each one kind of brings just a random thing like a chair or uh like a toy or something and they like add it to this pile so they're like building something mm-hmm. and it's super fucking weird pretty pretty mysterious um i liked this movie quite a bit actually i wouldn't say it blew me away but mm-hmm. it's it's definitely refreshing to have uh an entry like this into the the whole zombie genre because it that like that shit's really getting stale there's a few few notable tropes like uh I, like i guess um when this takes place like it's been uh a couple weeks i guess since everything started so like there's people who who know about what's going on and then there's this other fuck man who's like i guess in the military who um is just getting home and he's apparently clueless that there's zombies and he keeps showing up and just like jumping out in front of this one character and like screaming and trying to scare them and it's like why is this person not been shot and he'll he'll just be like hey i saw so and so and they tried to bite me what the fuck's up with that and then the characters that the movie's actually following just don't tell him that there's zombies mm-hmm. which is really fucking funny Cause fuck that guy. Yeah, it's cool. It's uh, if if you're into zombies, this is uh, 
something you could definitely get down on. All right, what would you what would you rate it overall? I'd say like a three and a half. Like this is a this is a recommend. It's not like the greatest thing ever. It's um definitely has an indie vibe to it. It's not gonna be like a big effects spectacle or anything. Uh-huh. But it's uh it's shot well. It's uh I I can't comment too much on the acting because I. I don't speak French and right. just basically read the whole movie, but uh, this is fine. It's a, it's a fine movie. All right, so then let's move on to the uh, the big review of the week. Game over, man. Yeah, let's let's talk about this movie. Give me give me a give me a hot take. Uh, it's comedic diehard with very few laughs. I would say it's comedic diehard with some decent laughs, but it's also tone deaf. 100%. All right. So basically, this is the Workaholics, guys. Mm-hmm. Um, if you like Workaholics, you, you probably know what you're in for and uh, can get into this movie. It does some interesting things with what you would think is like typical gender tropes in movies how so i guess okay so uh, basically like in a, in a movie like this you would typically think that like hey there's going to be like naked titties and and like naked girls running around and shit cuz it like it's an action movie and that's what dudes want to see cuz we're men and we're tough and all that shit and they they pretty much completely turn that on their head like mm-hmm. the the whole way through this movie it's just dicks everywhere you, like if you watch this movie you're going to see lots and lots of dicks Adam Devine's so. dick some guy severed penis if you don't like dicks yeah that was Daniel Stern's severed yeah, penis when i saw daniel stern i'm like <laughs> wait what the fuck is marv doing here right so if you don't want to see penises like if you're some sort of homophobe or like you are uncomfortable with seeing penises you probably shouldn't watch but this movie has penises in it i have no problem like i've been calling for hanging dong more often in movies uh i think it needs to happen you know if titties can be everywhere let's get more dicks everywhere too (laughs) this is such a weird conversation to have to have about a movie i mean not really I mean, good on Adam Devine for hanging dong, even if it was a stunt yeah, penis. Yeah, like, if, if that wasn't a stunt cock, then, like, good for him. I mean, if I was a movie star, I would definitely not be afraid to hang dong. I mean, he fucked Riley Reed, so he's doing okay. Who? Riley Reed, she's a porn star. There was, uh, there was an AMA on Reddit that she did, and uh, somebody asked, like, have you ever hooked up with somebody super famous, and how was it? And she was like, nobody's super famous, but I hooked up with Adam Devine a few times. <laughs> and I was like, fucking wrecked. <laughs> Jesus fucking Christ. Yeah, so what do you think about the actual, um, like, does this movie do what a comedy is meant to do? Like, did, did you laugh at it? Were you entertained? Laugh at it? No. Entertained? Kinda? I don't know. I I thought I I thought I got the workaholics guy's sense of humor, and then all of a sudden I was like, "Oh wait, no, I didn't. I don't like their sense of humor at all." 
<laughs> I don't know. Um, I think it hit with me a little bit more. Like I, I definitely was laughing pretty hard throughout. It really did just make me kind of uncomfortable because like they leaned so heavily into making gay jokes and stuff. Mm -hmm. And it's, I feel like culturally, you know, that's like, we're more aware now and, and like, that's just not really that funny. Like, not that it ever really was, but like, like that's, that's what I was saying. Like, it's kind of tone deaf that it's just, I feel like they leaned way hard into that. I feel like this movie is five years too late. Comedic wise. Yeah. Yeah, I th- I think so. Like, the only funny part about homosexuality was, like, whenever Blake Anderson's character comes out, and they're like, oh, yeah, we know. And then they just keep going, they just keep going about it. They're in the middle of, like, trying to do something, and he's like, hey, in case I'm gonna die, I want to let you know that I'm, and they're like, a gay guy, yeah, we know. And he's like, what, you know? And they're like, yeah, like, you've you've come out while you were drunk, like, ten times, we just didn't say anything about it because he never said anything sober. Yeah. Like, I, I, thought, I thought that was funny. But, like, that, that kind of was the point where they, they leaned way hard into it and it, it got kind of weird. Yeah, because then all of a sudden Blake Anderson's character is, like, cock-starved or whatever, and, like, he, all he does is just talk about, like, sucking dicks. Like, He's yes. so gay, he sucks so many dicks he can't get anything done gay or some shit like that. Yeah. Well, you know, Batman used to suck a lot of dicks. Man, new people people who've never listened to the show before and they hear that, they'll be like, the fuck is that reference? <laughs> yeah, as soon as that happens, like it like we had repressed sexuality up and then that point hits, and then he's just like overtly homosexual. And it's just like I don't know how I feel about that. You know, there were a lot of a, a lot of directions that they could have gone with this. I don't I don't know if that's where they should have gone, but you know, that's the movie that they made. So, yeah, I don't know. Like, it's not. I was entertained by this. Mm-hmm. I laughed at it. It just feels like so many things are wildly out of touch. Like they they kind of shoehorn in that like, um. There's a like a strong female employee at this hotel where these events unfold, and uh, like she's sexually harassed, and you know she's had enough of it. But like they don't handle that well. Like it's super fucking cringy how that plays out, mm-hmm. um, and just like how weirdly aggressive Daniel Stern's character is towards her. Yeah. There's a lot of problems with this movie. Yeah. I mean, like I said, I th- I think this movie is five years too late, like, comedic-wise. Like, I feel like a lot of the jokes would have been more accepted had it come five years ago, but uh, they should know better yeah. at that point. Like, they should know they should know that they shouldn't be able to make those kind of jokes. I kind of feel like this is something that's happening with Netflix lately where like movies that are super cringe inducing and like the comedy is 
off color enough to the point where like it wouldn't do well in theaters they get put on netflix so like netflix is kind of the home of like i guess guilty comedy or like just you know what i mean though Mm. and like i don't want that i don't want that to be the case there's this problem and i I, i'm going to compare netflix to steam right now where Mm, steamed hams steam basically lets any game that ever exists ever onto its server and they don't do any curation they're not like this fucking makes our platform look like garbage like it's fucking i am bread where you're just a a fucking (laughs) piece of fucking bread and i i bought my friend ryan a game called shower with your dad simulator there you go (laughs) like shit like that that to me is what Netflix is. It's it's just like, hey, we're gonna pay money. Like that's that's the worst part about it. Versus Steam, they pay money for these things, and they go, all right, just do whatever the fuck you want. No one cares. Uh, oh, it's a a video game about Trump ruling the world. All right, that's cool. I I don't know. This it's what a I don't know what Netflix is doing. It doesn't make any sense. How are they planning on making money? Saturation. It's better than... I'm, I'm going to look up the, the budget on this. Uh, you are probably right, though. Oh, it's Netflix. They never release, release financials. Of, why, why would I think they did? Yeah, I got nothing. So, uh, yeah, that's, that's, that's all I got to say. This movie is there. So uh, I'll, I'm going to give it like a two and a half, I guess. I don't know. Yeah, I, I think like a three was where I was going to land on this like like I said it it was funny I laughed just you you got to not do certain things yeah it's I don't I don't know I would have a hard time recommending this to just a general audience you know what I mean yeah I would too I I almost think you got to like this is one of those movies where you got to be with friends and just like watching it on a weekend yeah. Yeah, I don't know. But uh let's let's be done with this. We can come back in in a bit and we can talk about the 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 shitty the the bad the bad movies, the yeah. I I I have a one-star movie. It was it was very very bad. Oh, good. Okay. All right, so we'll come back after that. The Netflix and Swill podcast is brought to you by our sponsors. Ashley from the Rabbit Ears TV podcast. Gerald from Two Peas on a podcast. Nick from the Restaurant and Epic Film Guys podcasts. Bill Sutton and James Delarosa. If you'd like to become a sponsor of the show, you can find us on patreon.com slash Netflix and Swill. In order to reach a wider audience, the show needs Apple podcast reviews. You can leave us a review by following the link in the show notes or search for the show on iTunes. You can find more great podcasts on the Podfix Network. Check it out on podfixnetwork.com. And welcome back, everybody. Caleb, it's time to get in that segment we've totally forgot to, to, to pre-do. It was uh, Dick Picks. So, we're just done with phrasing, right? Jesus, look at that black cock. And for any of you first-time listeners, Dick Picks is a segment where we 
take a random dictionary word, throw it into Netflix, and watch whatever comes up. So, Caleb, what was your word, and what did you wind up watching? All right, so, yeah, I don't, I don't think we actually, like, prepared dick pics at all last week, huh? Nope. So, like, I didn't have anything, but I have a, a fucking one-star movie that I can talk about, because it was, it was really bad. Ooh, ooh, boy, was it bad. Vanessa watched this. Um, she thought it was bad. It was uh, a movie that she was watching, like, when I got up for work, and uh, I ended up watching most of it with her. It's, uh, hey, remember when we watched The Host? Sure. This this movie's kind of like that. It's called I Am Number Four. Okay, yeah, I saw I saw that uh, as part of my suggestions. So, I don't know why Vanessa watched this. I I don't know. Um, so this is about a teenage alien from another planet. His name's John Smith. There's nine kids on on planet Earth, I guess, who are like children of this alien civilization that that got destroyed or something, and they like kind of made these kids to be weapons or something to to save their civilization. And three of them have been killed, and he is number four. So he has to, I guess, try to not get killed by by these aliens who are coming to coming to get him and uh they like the bad aliens just look like dudes with with face tattoos mm-hmm. cuz that's scary Timothy Oliphant is like his dad or caretaker or something so he's like super worried that these bad aliens are going to find the the good alien kid but the the kid is like i want to be a kid i want to be a toys r us kid and he he goes well, to high shame, school because all, all the stores are closing yeah and he's just irresponsible with his life and 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 ends up on the internet and stuff and pictures of him and 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 the bad aliens find out and they they come to get him and they're oh boy there's a showdown um he can fight him because he's got super strength and he's really fast and can do backflips and he has telekinesis and uh and he he fights the bad aliens um this movie's this movie's <laughs> super bad it's it's bad it's uh it wasn't good <laughs> Okay. Yeah, I don't know. This this was like I guess one of those movies that kind of rode the que- the the crest of uh like Twilight sequels and stuff, so it's 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 pretty bad. There's there's like these blue rocks that they have from the alien world that they can track each other using these blue rocks. And there's uh there's another alien girl who comes to help and uh the alien's in love with a human girl and and they're gonna bang and but he needs to protect her and then there's the nerdy kid from school 
whose dad was really into alien conspiracies and and their friends and uh it's not it's not a good movie fuck i need to stop doing this to myself mhm what uh what was your word and associated movie All right. Yeah, do your lamas. That'll help. My word was return. And therefore the movie I got was Return of to the Sender. Jedi. Yes. Oh, okay. I wish. No. Return to Sender, starring Rosamund Pike, coming off of her role in Gone Girl. This movie is about a woman who gets raped in her own home by a man who she thought was her blind date. In reality it turns out it's a it's a random person that uh, has been watching her from afar. The guy goes to prison, and she forges a relationship with him. What? Yep. She proceeds to, on a weekly basis, drive to the prison, talks with him for about 5-10 minutes, and then leaves the prison. But... (laughs) Work it out. Work it out in your head. But why, though? So, up until a certain point in the movie, Nick Nolte has the best line in the movie, which is, none of this makes any sense. And Nick Nolte, you're dead on. This makes no sense. Why Rosamund Pike is forging a relationship with this man. However, everything finally comes to a head after the manager released from prison and he comes over to her house to work on her house. She gives him lemonade, and he becomes violently ill. Turns out that she put antifreeze in his, uh, in his in his lemonade, and now she has him tied down to a bed in her basement. Who and she proceeds to slowly torture him by cutting off his left hand and then, assumedly, his penis before finally killing him. So the whole point of the movie and the whole point of her plan was to. Hey, I know this guy is going to get out of the of prison. So I'm going to make him think that he wants me and then I'm going to murder him. That's the whole movie. Hmm. But it takes forever. Like this is an hour and 40 minute movie. Like there like this is like a 50 minute short film at best. That's what this should have been. Like, I, I, she, like, so after the rape, like, she, she was originally applied to be, like, a surgical nurse, and uh, after the rape, she, like, has this, like, her hand looks like the fucking kid from fucking, the Waco kid from fucking, uh, Blazing Saddles. (laughs) So, like, she can't be a surgical nurse because of that, so, like, this is kind of, like, her therapy to, like, get it out. Like, at the very end of the movie, she, like, holds her hand up, she's, like, steady as a rock. And then she's like, but I do surgery with this hand. Jesus. I hate you. Laugh at my jokes, asshole. No, I liked it. I'm just trying to wrap my it, mind it doesn't I guess, make sense. around the premise of this movie. It just goes on for too long. Like it just there's no reason for it to go on as long as it does. Like I said, the, the most poignant thing is when Nick Nolte says this doesn't make any sense. That was I, this movie just didn't make sense. I was just very confused. I'm like, if they, like, I literally said, if they start a real relationship after he gets out of prison, 
I- I'm going to break my fucking computer. <laughs> I-, I was just so flabbergasted that that was even remotely considered. Uh, I-, I gave it like a one and a half. Because <laughs> like, cause like the-, the twist at the end is cool. Like it's like, hey, I've actually been doing like I'm not like this broken, damaged person that's trying to you know, have a relationship with my rapist, I'm trying to fucking murder you. Like, that was cool. But other than that, fuck this movie. Yeah. All right, let's let's prepare some dick pics for next week so that we know ahead of time. The word that I got was activity, so I got titles related to paranormal activity, and I'm going to be watching... Scary movie. This is, uh, came out in 2000. It was, uh, from the Wayans Brothers, spoofing the horror genre. It's, uh, it, it was the first of the, the quote unquote movie movies where they parodied movies by making a movie. Was it really? Yeah, I think Scary Movie was like the first parody movie. At least the first one that was called, like, blank movie you know what i mean yeah because i know we had not another teen movie i don't i just don't know when that came out in regards to oh that was like way later yeah i think uh fuck i think i've seen this movie once and it was at a goddamn drive-in theater if you believe that uh when it came out um i expect this to be completely don't tone deaf because is uh, an eighteen-year-old comedy. So, all I have to say is Finkel is Einhorn. Einhorn is Finkel. Einhorn's a man. So my word is voter, and that led me to the Netflix original documentary Icarus. Hmm. One man can blow mm-hmm. lid o- mm-hmm. the lid off history's biggest sports doping scandal, but what is he willing to endure to expose the truth? So basically, this is about a. Uh, a Russian scientist who is like the big whistleblower on all of Russia's thing. like for anybody who followed the win- the winter olympics Russia competed under like I think it was like the people's republic of Russia or something like that like they didn't compete under the Russian flag because Russia as a country was banned from <laughs> from the olympics for just systematic doping and this movie kind of is the is the precursor to all that do, all that banning. So, uh, Fuzzy from Who Spiked the Puns watched this. He's like, you should really watch this. So here you go, Fuzzy. I'll I'll watch it. Awesome. All right. Well, since it's uh probably about two hours past my bedtime, what do you say we uh start wrapping up the show? No. I'm dead now. Good. Uh, next week, we have uh, Wonder Bread on the show to review season two of How I How I Met Your Dead Parents. I mean, a series of unfortunate events. All right. And uh, also, uh, season two of Santa Clarita Diet just came out. So probably going to try to watch that. I will try. It's uh, It's a lot. There's uh there's a lot to go on here. It's been a while since we had like two things that we wanted to review like series-wise hit in the same week, so 
don't know. I also had like Requiem. Requiem's out. Uh, that there's that wild, wild country, fucking documentary thing. I've been hearing so much about that, but I've seen literally no, like, advertisements for it at all. I don't even really know quite what it is. It's it's like some weird cult thing, or when a controversial cult leader builds a utopian city in the Oregon desert, conflict with the locals escalates into a national scandal. Fantastic. There's a desert in Oregon? Well, deserts don't necessarily have to be sand, where, the, right. where it's coarse and gets everywhere. Well, it's just determined by precipitation, but... Right. I mean, yeah, it's Oregon. It's like it in the Northwest, though. Yeah. Where it's like... Well, I guess they're on the, the eastern side of the Cascade Mountains, so that might block a lot of the the rainfall. I mean, I'm no meteorologist. Here, there's Caleb, known geographer. Yeah, that's probably not even right. It's probably the Rocky Mountains, and people are going to write in, and that'll be the first time we ever get people writing in. Yeah. So, uh, that's it. So, where where can people find our, our stuff, Caleb? You can find us at netflixandswill.com, which is your one-stop shop for Netflix and Swill um, things. We... We have things on the website. You can look at them. Mm-hmm. 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 So, uh, yeah, it, r- r- please review us on Apple Podcasts. We're sitting at 25 still, and we're trying to get to 40 for a Sharknado 5 review. Unless you want to be yeah, nice we people. Yeah, really, we really want to watch that. Yeah, unless you want to be really you. nice people and don't give us review. Uh, that's it. They're being really nice people, and that's why they're not reviewing. It's like, man, this podcast is really good, but I don't want them to have to watch Sharknado. That's it. That's all I got. All right. Well, until next week, this is Caleb Sane. We'll see you next Tuesday. from the Podfix Network. You can check out more shows like it at podfixnetwork.com.